Hello and good evening. Alright. It's a little earlier than normal, so the cars are out. Apologize for any background noise. I don't know. So I know I've been uh, very politicized the last few days, so let's jump on to something else. I just finished a book uh, called Hacking Darwin. Uh, let's see if I can pull up what this dude's name is. It was good. Um, it falls into this category of books that is very hard to discuss. Jamie Metzel is who wrote it. Um, there are certain topics, especially ones as far as like kind of emerging technologies that are just getting uncomfortable to have. Like the implication of it is just extreme and, you know, as inevitable as the arguments uh, establish them to be, it's still hard to talk about. So, Eric Weinstein calls it like the twin nuclei problem. You know, that when we split the atom and when we uh, discovered DNA, the twin double helix, or the, you know, basically giving birth to the genome, now we can sequence, sequence a human genome, you know, which is basically like, you know, decoding yourself. Now we can't do much with this yet, but we can. <laughs> and so this book runs the whole gamut with genetic modification, like the potentials of it. You know, it's not the only thing the book is about. It does go through a lot of, uh, you know, GMOs and stuff and just the concepts and implications of the entire world of of genetics right now it's a, it's a pretty big overview it's great but it's uncomfortable to have conversations about genetics right now you know the uh the tribalism and division and stuff like that hey i love facts you know, about how much, like, DNA we share with a banana and stuff like that. I love that, because the uh, concept behind it is that everything is a lot more alike than it is different. Everything. Everything. And that should be permission to let go of a lot of bad ideas, you know, and to put our fists down over some bullshit, you know, because a lot of it is just bullshit. You know, racial division doesn't stand up to the data, you know. The physical features of any individual human being speaks very little to what their life looks like and what the underlying essence of them is. You know, there's as much diversity among the most homogenous groups, <laughs> you know, that when you realize when you like break it down into smaller and smaller chunks, all you see is a lot of similarity, diversity, variance, but mostly similarity. Like it's all kind of built with the same clay. And, uh, 
it's you know it's beautiful but those conversations are hard to have because then you start getting into like the things that we're seeing are possible one of the shining examples and one that I am like I could just go on and on about things that I'm just always surprised about how little of a reaction people by and large have to it but we can make glow-in-the-dark people seriously they glow-in-the-dark people you know they splice a little bit of this and that and whammo sheep pigs all sorts of shit you can pretty much make anything glow in the dark like and what this proves and again i mean it doesn't prove a big range of things but one thing it does have a absolute proof of concept of is that dna like physical features and shit like that it's it's interchangeable like it's you can swip swap it we know this because we've swip swapped it and it worked that's wild you know so one of the discussions that is not being had in any type of genuine way is the world's stance on performance enhancing drugs you know it uh it's it's just not it's just not ever going to happen like you know we've just accepted that there is going to be performance enhancement some people are going to get away with it they're going to catch some people some people are going to get pit, you know put through the mixer some people are going to get off with a warning it's all heavily heavily politicized you know there's examples of state like nation states uh, running their doping programs, you know, and elaborate, even if simplistic in some cases, you know, but elaborate, uh, schemes, you know, and they used to test for marijuana back in college, you know, people try to beat the, they try to water their piss down to beat those tests too, you know, like there's, there's always going to be a way to get around these things. And what we're seeing is that an already just lost battle, you know? Like even the most stringent drug testing gets beaten. And there's really no... Like there's such a huge range of things that could be considered performance enhancing. You know, that it's not logical to think we're ever going to get to a point where there's just this clear line of what is considered cheating and not, you know, especially when you're developing your body, you know, like we can standardize like shot puts all the way the same footballs are intended to be inflated to the same pressure. You know, a yard is a yard. Soccer balls are, are consistent sizes. You know, the, like, you can't wear, I don't know, like, I mean, there's gear requirements. Like, the external factors are relatively easy to get specific about this. Like, this is, you know, this is the acceptable range, you know, to make it official. But for drug, you know, 
testing and, and for performance enhancement, we're already at this point where the science and the intent and the incentives are all stacked against there being permission to have, you know, a coherent conversation about it. You know, there's just not that permission right now. And this, the, the people at large, like the, the social conversation around them is so ill-informed. It just sounds so bad. Like, to anybody who's familiar with what the doping world looks like, like, the public perception of it is just insane. Like, it's so off-base. Like, what people think uh, performance enhancers do. You know, like the difference that stimulants and hormones can make. Like, there's this, there's just this big misconception about it. Like, that's not how they work. They don't, there's no, like, it's not a substitute for massive effort. So the, I know I'm, I'm breaking apart here. The, public perceives these things as having a much greater immediate impact than they do and even a greater net effect than they actually do you know and so when you're against something because you think it's having this you know completely unrealistic impact you know especially in like the weight strength world and stuff like that like if someone's stronger than you or if they can beat you in arm wrestling or if if you lost the football game oh they're on steroids like boom you know it just immediately dismisses the entire argument and gives permission to turn into a pissing match instead of anything that's striving to achieve fairness so that's ultimately the goal is to try to minimize unfair advantages. Anyway, how does this relate to the book I mentioned earlier, earlier on? It relates this way. Even with hormones and stimulants, right now we're losing. The genetic modifications that are gonna be democratized and demonetized are gonna be like, they're going to make humans recognizably evolved. You know, the evolution between humans over the last... Like, if you took a human being out of any point in time over the last thousand years, like, they're gonna, there's going to be <laughs> a much smaller range of evolution that's taken place than there has been in the last few generations and it's about to start getting really weird so in the absence of any type of steroid hormone or stimulant at the genetic level people are going to be able to be leveraged with just very small modifications here and there to have to be biologically more capable of performance that a lifetime 
of performance enhancers what couldn't get someone to today. You know? Like, World's Strongest Man is a good example. You know, and there, there's a huge range of factors that make my point that I'm about to make accurate. It's not just that, like, it's not any type of direct evolution. It's evolution in a lot of different iterations. But Yoko Ahola and Magnus Vermagnuson were two strongmen, champions, world's strongest man title holders, which makes you a magnificently bad motherfucker. Like, these people were over six feet, but not towering over it. And somewhere in the range, Yoko Ahola was light. He was like 265. And Kazmaier was in the 300-pound range. I'm, I'm not sure, you know... Uh, or no, Va- Vermagnuson, I'm sorry. Uh, not Kazmaier. But Vermagnuson was... It, he might... I don't, he may have even been five... No, he was over six feet. He's over six feet. But I think he was only 275 or 280 at his competitive weight. Like, that's... That's like so small by t- by what's considered normal today. Like everybody is well into the 300 pound range, and a lot of them are like NBA, <laughs> like basketball tall, like six foot eight and six foot nine. Like is shares a podium, you know, in a lot of cases. So, and this is just. Like when you see someone who's six foot nine capable of carrying 450 pounds of muscle, like those are, that's storybook dimensions. Like that's legends and wives tales dimensions of a giant from another town. So, you know, uh, Half Thor Bjornsson, uh, a world's strongest man winner, six foot nine, build as high as like 450, you know? And there was not uh, an excess of fat spread on this man. Like, you know, I'm pretty sure he had a visible six-pack at over 400 pounds. Like, this is a monumentally huge person. Like, he's nicknamed the mountain for a reason. But, you know, like this, he's the result of just regular genetic engineering. Like, a li- one lineage had a branch that met to another branch of a lineage that converged and had a son who was tall as a fucking palm tree and could carry one up a hill. You know, so... The, uh... The reality of it is that things are just going to get more and more extreme. And in the case now where they're like, oh, if there's a presence of a performance-enhancing chemical in your system, that's a positive test. Like, when people can go in and snip-snip the genes as opposed to having generational lineage result in someone advantaged. He was a basketball player and, like, started lifting weights to strengthen his ankles is I think the story and he was just like oh I like this and just fucking took the world over got himself on an HBO show you know it's pretty cool so anyway but this is just someone 
from Iceland. Like, he's not even from a country that has, like, these mega uh, funded sports programs, like Olympic programs and, and, you know, programs that are attached to the national pride. Like, he was just a, like a basketball player from Iceland who gave world's strongest man a try. So, like, what took generations to hit in a world where circumstances favored this man developing his body to this level is going to kind of be available on an app here very soon. You know? Like, and by, I mean, by very soon, this is the point I was making about that these are uncomfortable conversations, you know, because designing your baby on an app and then having the baby, uh, ex vivo, like, out, did I say that right? No, it's late, but they're not going to carry them inside the body. You know, like these things are going to be <laughs> like, it's going to be developed in a very kind of produced way, you know, like it's not quite here yet. So I don't know what the ultimate iteration is going to be, but the options that are going to be on the table are pure science fiction and it's off putting to talk about, you know, like medical drugs, ideally are going to become democratized because it's just going to be as easy as plugging your genome into something and having it basically 3D print your own medicine. That's a huge plus. Uh, but the power of the changes that are going to be makeable, you know, just the, the science is in its infancy and it already does incredible things. So grab that book, Hacking Darwin, and... You know, give it a read or a listen. Um, it makes a fascinating case for some things. And so that's the last I'm going to say about that. But just in that mindset, you know, the, uh, the rate of change is accelerating. You know, like change is always happening. And over a long enough time period, that's going to start looking drastically different than the past. But in each year that passes, like the f just absolutely phenomenal acceleration we're seeing around real extreme science is super exciting, you know? And I have a little bit of regret, honestly, because if there had been enough, if there had been exciting science content and just these incredible things that have already happened combined with what that signals is going to keep happening. Yeah, I would have, I would have never lost interest in science, you know, kudos to the people who had the endurance to find science fascinating before it was producing, you know, results that we have in our pocket and that allow us to share these thoughts on rambling walks with the people who like to listen, which I'm super grateful for, by the way, you know, I know the production value is low, but I just want to put my thoughts out there, see if anybody's interested, so, but the, uh, any topic, you know, 
like movies is a just I'll close out with this like just Hollywood movies Hollywood quality movies you know I don't know if anybody else is addicted to TikTok as I am but the production quality on these videos is shocking like it's insane the the fact that and music is another one that falls right under this umbrella just the tools of production are so demonetized and available in computer version you know like things that would have been millions of dollars for like a movie production studio or a music production studio are fucking free plugins in a lot of cases now or for thousands of dollars that used to be millions you can get some pretty wicked production tools you know and even if you're not super computer literate if you're fascinated by the tool and you're just willing to waste some hours tinkering with it like the the coding background and the computer background like trust me that the people who are fascinating in that fascinated with that and have the endurance to stick with it they're the ones making all these tools possible you know art was already there but the fact that it's on everybody's laptop and cameras and they're in the just crazy high production value put into these videos that special effects that are just mind-blowing you know like just look at that progression like movies got to the point where they're like what else could they possibly do and they're like you know that's a good point here you try and just fucking loaded it up on the phones and laptops and a few clicks here and just that enduring fascination and yeah like I'd be willing to bet that more music has been created in the last year than was probably made in all of human history up until probably the 20th century and that's not an exaggeration like you know that so and it's good it's getting better Oh my god, it's so much fun. So anyway, TikTok's a lot of fun. But it just it, it's another thing that's illustrating just that these the ability to produce and share Hollywood quality content is getting better faster. Like I can't even learn this shit. Like I, there, there's just no point. Like it's one of those things where it's like the trains is moving way too fast. It's like if I try to jump on, that is gonna just it'll be done though. So but I know I'm all over the place right now, but point is that, you know, don't be afraid of the technology. Um, you know, it gets more and more user-friendly just the more that the, the people on point are coming through. So, and point, pay attention to, blah, sorry, I'm out of breath, I'm at the hard part of the walk. Um look at things through that lens like not necessarily in movies or music you know or, or any of these things just just the fact that how much change is occurring in every little area is is just breakneck speed everywhere 
Like, it's impossible. Like, if you step away, like, if you haven't played a video game, <laughs> like, there used to be a time where, like, if you played a Nintendo, you could pick up a Super Nintendo. And fucking days are over. If that was the last time you were in school for video games, good fucking luck. You are going to feel like a toddler. Yeah. Anyway, I lost my point when I lost my breath. Uh, again, I always appreciate everybody listening. I love y'all. Talk to you tomorrow.